welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. Today is a Friday, which means we're going to be talking about gamers' health. I am Eric Tankar. With me is my lovely wife, Rachel. And if you listen to the Tavern Chat Podcast on a regular basis, you would realize that I've been uh, MIA Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Five days. Where was I? And uh, the lovely... Uh, Forest Hills, Long Island Jewish Hospital. I was going to ask if it wasn't the Suffolk County Correctional Facility. No, it wasn't. We've been getting phone calls from there. <laughs> no, it wasn't. If you'd like to accept this call, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't the Suffolk County Correctional Facility. It actually was the hospital. Now, why was I hospitalized? Well, because basically I fainted Sunday after sitting out in the heat, having lunch, after a night of diarrhea where I lost nearly two pounds. And I have congestive heart failure, right? So what does that mean? It means that you watch your fluid intake, and God forbid you go beyond it, right? We you know? weren't willing to take that chance. Right. That's where it landed us. So, um, oh, and my blood sugar numbers were high. That might have had something to do with it, too, because I, well, took, no. I took my insulin. It, it was, my, my blood sugar was 80 points lower in the ambulance after having a half glass of orange juice shoved down my throat. So... It was apparently a multitude of factors, but I'm going to bring something up which I never thought of. Speaking with Rach, um, one of the things that they did when I was in a hospital because of my health history, they ran a battery of tests, and one of them was an ultrasound carotid Doppler, or it's a Doppler of your carotid and yes, you know it's, it, it, they uh, basically these are the arteries that connect your. Um, your lower body to your brain, and um, these uh, are some of the arteries that, if there's enough blockage, it could possibly lead to a stroke. Right. So, you know, if, if we're talking about, like, you know, prevention and stuff, um, you know, whenever you go for your annual, I didn't know that uh, this was such a great thing. I thought, oh, they're just trying to work my insurance, but whatever, I'll go with it. You know, um, but really, you know, I had this test done a couple of years in a row um, when I was seeing a, a, one of my, you know, when I was seeing a primary care um, doctor. And uh, so, yeah, it's an excellent preventive uh, thing to have done because uh, that's one of the things that was found with Eric. And right. Because they, uh, well, what happened was the hospital cardiologist, I told him. You know, listen, I think I was dehydrated. I might have had my blood sugar. He told me, no, I see a history of heart problems. I got your chart. Um, I think your heart pattern is irregular. Is actually what it was. Because when I was hospitalized with congestive heart failure before the stents, there was one night where my, my, my heart slowed down to like 12 beats a minute for like a minute or two. So this was a concern. And so they ran a battery of tests. And... Um, one of the tests that they did was an ultrasound of my neck. And when they're doing an ultrasound or any kind of medical testing for you, and it's something that they, they, they're, with the ultrasound, they're pushing hard against stuff and it's against your neck. And when they got, when, when they stop, like the first, when they did the right side, he went, oh, okay, that went well. They did the left side, took a little bit longer, and he got a second opinion. I knew something wasn't right. Well, what wasn't right was... I had a total occlusion of my left internal carotid artery. 
And what that basically means in layman's terms is that one of my four arteries that feeds my brain is totally blocked. Uh, you know, call Roto-Rooter if you're going to unblock it. I mean, it's totally fucking blocked. Um, and there are some, there's some like tertiary blockages in the fetus to specific parts of the brain, but they're not totally occluded. They're only partially. They're still feeding those parts of the brain. Um, so what does that mean? Well, it means, holy shit, I dodged a bullet because it could have been a stroke as opposed to passing out. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, I, I'm currently at risk if I stand up too quickly, my blood, sugar, my, my, blood, my blood pressure drops. So when I was in the hospital, they were taking my blood pressure, laying down, sitting and standing to see the differences. Okay. Um, cardiologist comes back to me and he goes, says to me, Eric, I want to apologize. You were right. I was wrong. I was like, huh? He goes, you were dehydrated because of the diarrhea and the diuretics that you are currently on because of your heart failure and the high blood pressure medicine that you're on because of your high blood, uh, heart, heart failure and uh, your heart's working perfectly. So I gave him a look and I was like, huh? He goes, your heart's working perfectly because as because perfect I, as it can be, and perfect as it can be, yeah. He goes, he goes. The stents are doing their job, and then some. Whew. So I'll give you yeah. that more to that later. Yeah. Oh, well, but here. guys, definitely, if you've struggled with obesity, you know, in the past or now or whatever, mm-hmm. um, definitely ask your doc for that carotid ultrasound. Yes, because uh, it's nice when they can incorporate it into your like annual cl- physical. You know, you guys might not have that if you're in other parts of the country because, you know, here, a lot of our doctor's office have, like, everything. Uh, like, they'll do your My, my primary does not. He's an old-timer. Um, they'll ultrasound your um, heart. They'll, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that they do. So, you know, but definitely asking for that referral is now, good. I, I'm 53. Helpful. Never had an ultrasound done of my neck. Never would have thought it was a thing. Um, reading, uh, I, when I left, when I was getting discharged, I asked for all my reports. And you have that right. If you're leaving the hospital, if you're being discharged, ask for all your reports. Because, yeah, your, your primary and your specialist can get them. But when you have them, you know you have them. Right? Yeah, there's always barriers to, like getting documents and it takes long so right so get it yourself you walk, walk if you can walk out with it walk out with it which is what i did 29 pages found some interesting things um the my there there is uh when it, when it comes to your heart um congestive heart failure is when uh the the the, the volume of flow is less than 40% and I think, you know, 100% is not what is considered to be healthy. 55% or greater is considered to be a healthy heart. Under 40% is congestive heart failure. Uh, whether, I, whether you go with the initial cardiologist uh, uh, echocardiogram, which was 15%, or the hospitals, which was 24%. In either case, it's why I put on 55 to 60 pounds of fucking water weight. Because my heart could not keep up with the fluids coming into me. And that is why 
afterwards, I was put on diuretics, furosemide, to uh, actually two diuretics to get the water always pissing out of me. And I had to watch my intake of water, thus the dehydration. Uh, so when he told me my heart was perfect, though, it's great, but I need to see that with my own eyes. And I, and, uh, I looked at the paperwork, and, uh, yeah, the flow is greater than 55%, which means my heart is healthy. Whew. Now, let's go back to the part that can't get fixed, right? This block carotid, they don't do surgery on unless you are symptomatic. I am asymptomatic. What that means is I had two neurologists give me physical, mental assessment tests, um, visual acuity and balance and all this other stuff to see if I was suffering any damage from this blocked artery. Now remember, as explained, it was explained to me by my second neurologist, who looked like the nutty professor. Mm-hmm. Man, the guy is good. Um, he uh, explained to me that your body has many built-in fail-safes. And one of those fail-safes is that the arteries feeding your brain, there's four of them, four major arteries that feed your brain. So if one gets blocked, the others compensate. Only problem is you don't want to risk having a second one blocked, right? And you don't want to risk having any other small arteries that feed your brain directly. It's just like a highway system. You have your primary highways, and you have your secondary roads, mm-hmm. and your tertiary. And the tertiary goes to your fucking house, right? And if you can't get into your house because that road is blocked, then that, that has, so now maybe that, maybe that road that gets blocked is your memories, or maybe that's your speech, or maybe that's mm-hmm. whatever. So you, that, that's where the real risk comes in. So... My treatment plan going forward is medication, diet and exercise. Now, the diet and exercise I was already doing pretty well. Um, Medications have changed, though. I am now off the high blood pressure meds. I am now on a med for low blood pressure uh, to compensate for the other medications that I'm on. Um, What that means is that I'm sure over the next week or two, my, I'm going to have to watch my body closely because there are going to be changes. When you change medications, your overall, you know, the small things kind of change with it. Especially when you take multiple medications, multiple times a day, which I am going to be doing. But I have to watch my cholesterol. Now, by the way, I also read in my chart for, this, for the, uh, the, C, the CT of my brain and neck that there are some calcium deposits near around the brain in certain areas but no blockages and there's some blockages from the normal issue now the normal issue for your arteries is and that's cholesterol plaque yes yeah but that plaque is cholesterol yes building up so when you think about your diet and you eat like shit and i ate like shit for my first 52 plus years probably well maybe not all of them maybe when my mother was in charge of feeding me i ate better but, uh, you know, you, you work a job, you grab breakfast and lunch at work, you don't necessarily grab the healthiest foods, you grab mm-hmm. the tastiest foods, the fastest foods. Um, 
You can't do that. Now, I know I was asked over on Facebook, because on Facebook I was giving updates as I was in the hospital, and I was asked, um, can I talk about, whether it's on the podcast or on the blog, um, how to eat healthy, what I'm, what I'm doing. Remember, I'm not a medical professional, but I can certainly speak about a low-carb, low-sodium diet and uh, we're going to have to throw a low cholesterol diet into that. I was kind of watching the cholesterol anyway, but not not like a hawk. And now I'm going to have to watch it a little bit closer. Th- these are things that knowledge is power. And if I had gotten this scan of my neck done five years ago, maybe it would have caught it. And that's the other thing. Uh, as I was told by my second neurologist, uh, he goes... Don't think that this stuff is new. You've had this blockage for a while. He goes, years. He goes, but you redundancies were fine. He goes, you had your congestive heart failure, and now that blood that blood pressure is dipping. It's it wasn't compensating as well. Cause remember, what happened is I started to just lean forward in my chair, and that's when I started not feeling well. And it was also the heat, but. It was that motion. So, uh, Rach, was it, what was the official diagnosis that I can't pronounce? Syncope? Syncope. Oh, I got the, it right. Well, you, syncope, like passing out? Down. Yes. I have or the sy- orthostatic. Orthostatic. Hypotension. Yeah, well, that's. It, <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's. Uh, I, I risk. That's the one cause. Yeah. Well, standing up can risk low blood pressure, which then can lead to me passing out. Nothing else that you fully standing, whatever. They they did show that my blood pressure was lower when I was standing. Uh, how do you handle that? Well, you get up slower. Your body kind of adjusts to it. Don't shoot out of that chair. Um, little things. Again, I, I, don't, I don't hide my health, warts and all, because I want others to learn. So prevention is the key. Now, in my case, there's something that is beyond prevention. This blockage... Um, you know, the reason why they don't operate, by the way, uh, if it's, if it's asymptomatic is because, and, and, and new role players will know what this means. There's a 5% chance industry-wide, uh, for somebody to stroke out or die on the table when they clear a complete blockage. Yes. So that's a one in 20 chance. That's a natural one. Now, my heart rolled a fucking natural 20, all right? My heart is a natural 20 on a saving throw. Came back. Woohoo! Um, I would rather not have to make that saving throw and avoid that natural one. Now, they do say uh, a surgeon who has a lot of experience lowers that number greatly, which also means if you find a surgeon without much experience, it raises the number greatly. No, it's not yeah, so let's not fucking mess with it. But the body's learned to compensate. Let's help the body. So, um, that's the update. That's where I've been. Uh, I haven't been avoiding all of you, but I don't think my uh, my roommate would have appreciated me uh, doing a podcast. <laughs> it might have been interesting. I did. Jump- might have drowned it out of his TV. Oh God. <laughs> In español. Uh, Univision. But uh. God. 
Uh, I just I did drop into the uh, tavern chat hangout last night on Discord for about an hour and a half, and then I got tired. I slept well for hospital time, but that doesn't mean I slept well. So, folks, uh, those of you that you know were reaching out on Facebook and otherwise to offer support. Thank you. Yes, I can't. I can't thank you enough. There's a lot of things that have gotten me uh, teary-eyed this week. And the support has been one of them. Uh, finding out that my heart is healthy is another. Finding out that my A1C, which was 9.2 when I was in the hospital in May, and was 7.2 at the beginning of this month, is now down to a 6.6. So I'm, I'm actually uh, entering that range of, of goodness. Great balls of fire. Uh, so, Ken, thank you. And I'm not going to get teary in the podcast, I promise you. All right, folks. On that note, um, oh, by the way, man, my hospital was COVID-free. Not one COVID case when I was there. All 100%. 100% COVID-free. COVID-free. <laughs> Bye now. Um, Northwell Health, baby. There you go. Hey, if you if you're if you're in the borough of Queens, and you have to get hospitalized, or out in Long Island too, they have them there. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like. But this one we know. This one we know. I can there. tell you right now, it's a well. It, the, the staff is good. I saw at least six doctors during my actual stay, not in the ER, which I saw way many, but uh, actual stay, I saw at least at least six doctors. Four of whom were specialists. And I, I think that says a lot about the hospital. Folks, stay safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. We're in the midst of a pandemic. So use your common sense. Uh, and I will... Knocking on... Uh, all right, knocking on the iPad. Uh, I will, God willing, talk with you all tomorrow. Thank you so much. Um.